This is Stacy Marshall with Printware Magazine. Matt Vasallo with the RhinestoneWorld.com. Richard Greaves with ScreenMaking.com. Brian Walker with RTP Apparel. You are listening to the Two Regular Guys Podcast. 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 It's hosted by Terry Combs. Terry Combs. Terry Combs. And Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Aaron Montgomery. Keep on listening. I don't know if these guys are that regular. All right. Well, welcome into the show. It is Friday, March 4th, 2022. I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me over at oursuccessgroup.com. So today, everybody, I am going to be virtually, so I won't really actually do anything more than just bring in our guest and be on that side of the table with him. Uh, So Terry's going to be interviewing both myself and a fellow Success Principles trainer, Brian Davis. Uh, Brian and I are in the process of putting together a half-day workshop that we're calling the uh, Fundamentals of High-Flying Success. You'll kind of learn a little bit more about why it's called that here in a bit, but uh, we, we kind of want to share our process that we believe is kind of a roadmap, so to speak, or since we're going to have an aviation guy on here, a uh, flight plan. <laughs> um, <laughs> Very good. So, yeah, so we're, we're excited to, to share all this and how you can kind of put that stuff in action and um stuff I love to talk about. So uh, Terry, you'll have to keep me under control here. So, so I'm in charge. Is that, is that what you're saying to me? That is. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to date myself. Uh, th- there's nothing wrong with your television set. Do not adjust the picture. We are controlling <laughs> transmission. <laughs> That's all right. Very under control. So everybody buckle up for a bumpy ride here today. Uh, the other part that makes this a little bit of a bumpy ride today is our producer, Eric Campbell, is not feeling well. Uh, we like do just get some rest. We, we can do this, we think. So fingers crossed. Uh, I will be pushing buttons frantically as well. So uh, should be a great time. And uh, we're really excited and Brian's such an amazing guy anyhow. And, and so uh, I can't wait to talk to Brian here in a little bit, Terry. But um, how about we check in with a couple of regulators first, if that's okay? Yeah. Okay. And, and, I mean, you're in control, so I have to just check everything with you. So. <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and check in with the regulators here. Right? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Uh, we got Charles checking in. Good morning, Charles and uh, Rich. And uh, it's all going very slow on my side here. So sorry about that. Letty and uh, my wife, Kyleen, thank you for being here. And uh, Josta from Sweden and uh, Ramona. Uh, glad to have you here today. We're, we're glad to be here today, too. So <laughs> we did not pick up the crud that uh, poor Eric got. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sheila, Ryan, good morning. And uh, we got Tyler Downey checking in. Good morning. And um, Todd, good morning. And Dale from Blackbird Studio Design checking in. And then what's up, Chuck, as Todd would say. Good morning, Chuck. (laughs) So there we go. I think we've got most of everybody. There's Edward Henry checking in as well. Cool. All right, Terry. Well, before we get Brian in here, um, how about a little bit of news? There's some moving and shaking going on, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Coldessi joins forces with Mesa Supplies. So uh, two names in the commercial embroidery and apparel printing equipment world have announced they're joining forces with Coldessi Inc. acquiring Mesa Supplies. So several decades ago, and Aaron, as I read this, I thought that can't be true because I remember this. It couldn't be several <laughs> decades ago. <laughs> and going, oh, crap. Yep, that was several decades ago. <laughs> um, Mesa Supplies, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, and Coldessi of Tampa, Florida. Uh, they sold embroidered machines under SWF 
West and SWFE. So uh, both companies renamed and grew over the years, adding uh, direct-to-garment, white toner printers, rhinestone transfer machines, and expanding their respective e-commerce stores. And now the two will work together. Coldesi has expanded, by the way, in recent years, with the addition of Pantograms in 2017, Belkhead in 2018, and BestBlinks.com in 2020. And a little side note here, I remember reading uh, also in the article that uh, you'll still be able to reach out to your, if you're a Mesa customer, reach out to your regular Mesa uh, representatives there. The same phone numbers, everything will be uh, exactly the same, but uh, uh, joining forces again, I guess. Yeah, there you go. But back to a little more strategic partnership or, or you know, just joining forces. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Um, okay. Uh, so what I've got here is a Edmonton man set record for the most t-shirts worn during a half marathon. And uh, that's, a ve- that's a very, very specific uh, <laughs> record. <laughs> I know. Maybe that's how I can break a, a Guinness world record is find something <laughs> extremely specific that, uh, that I could do. Um, all right. Well, Yes, so there is a record for the most T-shirts worn for half marathon, apparently, uh, and it was recently broken. And um, of course, the name is going to be difficult for me, but that's okay. David uh, Eluk is what I'm going to go with, uh, and who knows how far off I am there. So, David, I apologize if I got your name wrong, but David, uh, <laughs> it, at the Edmonton, or, or, yeah, Edmonton's hypothermic half marathon on t- uh, February 20th, he wore 90 T-shirts on his run for the 13.1 mile race. And the previous record was 76, uh, according to uh, a report on Canadian running. And uh, if that wasn't enough wearing 90 t-shirts, he actually had a very respectable half marathon time of uh, two hours, 37 minutes and 54 seconds. Um, I've done it in a shorts and tank top and was well longer than that. So <laughs> in Edmonton, I might, I might have that many shirts on anyway, without and, even realizing I was going for some kind of record. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. Uh, so do note that uh, when it does come to the t-shirt wearing record, the time does not matter as long as you complete the course. So um, and Todd just mentioned, uh, how is that not a record that Tom doesn't have? Uh, well, Side note, in 2011, uh, friend Tom Rowan with the T-Shirt Lab and whatnot, he broke the Guinness World Record for wearing 247 T-shirts at once. Uh, But that record was actually broken in 2019 by Ted Hastings, who wore 260 T-shirts. So um, wearing T-shirts is a thing. (laughs) You know, know, Aaron, I, I remember talking to Tom about that once and he said, you know, once I got to 247, I'm like, he goes, he goes, it just all set in. It's like, get me out of these, get me out. Just ripping them off of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that, man. You, you start to feel the weight of all that and feel, feel claustrophobia. claustrophobia. Yep, yeah. Yep. Totally. Oh, wow. If there's a well, fire. I can't get through that door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Walking around in that. I, I wish we had a picture of the guy running and all that. That could be interesting. He'd kind of be doing this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, interesting news, but just a little fun. Hey, t-shirts are still fun. So that's a good thing. And, uh, all right. Well, um, are we ready for the dad joke, Terry? Uh, We are. Where did this one come from, Aaron? Is this, well, this this is interesting because, uh, this is Lewis approved for those of you that aren't familiar. Lewis is my 10 year old son. So I have to approve all the dad jokes through him first. Um, but, uh, we were watching a, a program that we like to watch on Discovery Channel the other night, and it's about uh, it's the 100-day dream home. These people build 
from the ground up of somebody's home in 100 days. Well, the home they were building, uh, there were six cows on the property as well. So there were numerous cow jokes throughout the course of this uh, particular episode. <laughs> and this one stood out and uh, we all laughed really hard at it. So um, it, it made the cut. Now, one other thing I'd like to note, we do have uh, some other folks sending us some dad jokes. So we appreciate that. Uh, I heard something the other day that I thought was interesting. It doesn't necessarily have to be a dad joke. It could also be a parental pun. Thanks to uh, Kristen shared that with us. So <laughs> That's right. we'll have a, a, a joke coming from her pretty soon here on an upcoming what, episode. Whatever makes your kids shake their head, that that's that's what we're doing here. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's the whole idea. Kids, uh, people listening to the program, guests, you know, we haven't had anybody leave yet, but we'll see. Today could be the day. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Ready. Let's hear it. Okay. Why can't a cow understand what you're saying? I don't know. Why can't a cow understand what I'm saying? Because it goes in one ear and out the udder. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, I'm, I miss, I miss uh, Eric. They're shaking his head <laughs> yeah, right. in the little box that well, you Brian, can't just shake your head for. Oh, us, Brian's shaking it? his head. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right, Aaron. Before we dive in, we, we want to thank everybody for checking out the Two Regular Guys podcast. We are always looking for new guests. If you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com slash two, the number two, regular guys, with your show ideas. And if you are listening to the podcast version of our show, we would appreciate you sharing the Two Regular Guys podcast with your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Podcasts. We are everywhere. And uh, if you give us a review, it's really helpful to me and Aaron and to Eric. And uh, if you're watching us live, join in and uh, with your comments and questions. And, and I think we're about ready to get moving. Yeah, I think so. So let's, uh, I want to just share one thing that we're doing real quick over there at our success group, and then we'll get Brian in here and get on this here. So uh, let's, uh, let's hear that and then we'll be right back. We are looking for undercover heroes. Yes, those heroes hiding in the dark. You know, the people just like you and me who have families, businesses, a community counting on them to be able to share their unique gifts. You're going to be able to spot them because of the dubious evil villain self-doubt this evil inner critic who is blocking them from achieving the amazing results they deserve this villain is so dangerous because she could be undermining you as we speak my wife kyleen montgomery and i will be guiding another group of superheroes through a 60-minute virtual workshop to share a process to remove limiting beliefs and we're going to leave you with the resources to keep you knocking down blocks anytime you want thereafter. Please send anyone you know with self-doubt or limiting beliefs to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock. This way, they can sign up and unlock their full potential. Oh, and by the way, so can you. All right. All right. Well. Check that out, Terry, over there for folks. If you want to go over to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash unlock, uh, I'd really appreciate you checking that out and seeing if that might be right for you. Um, hey, you know, that that superhero, by the way, I know he's a superhero, so you can't tell his identity, but he looked a lot like Lewis. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, it is not, but thank you. <laughs> he does, he does look like Lewis. I love it. All right. Well, um, speaking of Lewis, uh, Todd mentioned to tell Lewis that that joke was really moving. Um, Edward shared that joke was utterly ridiculous. 
<laughs> and Letty, always with a good follow-up as well, says, moving on. So there we go. We got all the cow jokes out of the way there here this morning. <laughs> and we, we, have a, we have a couple of weeks worth of uh, dad jokes submitted already. So, but yeah. hey, we're, yeah. we're always looking for new ones. And uh, good ones would be, you know, always a plus. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's all... Uh, gray, right? What, what's good? Really? <laughs> How much groaning do you need? Okay. All right. Well, let's get into this here, Terry. I will uh, step out of the way and let, let you have control actually here, but uh, are you ready? Can, can you handle the power? I'm ready. I can handle the power. Let's see. Okay. Well, let's bring in our guest, Brian Davis, and uh, I will, like I said, slide around to the other side, Terry, and uh, it is all yours, sir. All right. Very good. Well, welcome into the show, Brian. Uh, happy to have you here. And, you know, all the regulars know Aaron and 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 how he's been on this journey with uh, with success principles. But Brian, can you uh, I, and I know how I got teamed up with Aaron because uh, at U.S. Screen, they said, oh, and you two guys are going to be rooming together. But but uh, <laughs> Brian, share your story and how you came to be teamed up with Aaron on this. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Brian. This is so cool. This is a this is a really awesome podcast. This is awesome. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I met Aaron in the virtual boot camp. We had like this online Jack Canfield virtual uh, boot camp where we learned how to become online trainers and just kind of add to our skills we already had and uh, learn how to do presentations, more presentation skills in the online world, things that I needed to do. And it was perfect in the whole the era we just went through. So I met Aaron there and then we joined a mastermind group together. We kind of just hit it off and it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it has been awesome. But Brian, you you and I, as far as I'm concerned, we connected. I, I love your story. So will you share that with with folks? Like what what is your story that led you into the success principles and where you're at today? Yes, so much to share. I'll keep it short here. I'll put a timer on myself. <laughs> no, we got plenty of time. We're all good. <laughs> so I've been, I, I'm a retired Navy pilot officer. So I flew for the Navy for 20 years. And then in that time, my I also flew corporate aviation. And so my, like part of my story, how I got into all the success principles, like practicing these principles in all my daily affairs, because uh, they're so awesome. They're just good foundational tools of success. And I realized I was losing a lot of them in my whole career and in my aviation and life experience. And I got really good in the Navy, as you can imagine at work hard, fly hard and drink hard. And so I established a really amazing drinking habit. I should be like, oh man, I want to drink with that guy, but I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> I had to give up that habit because it wasn't serving me. I fired and wired it too much to where I need too much to get me back to that same place and space, kind of like taking 200 milligrams of Motrin, 600, 800, you know, the brain remembers. And so that's something I had to give up. So back in, I have eight and a half years of sobriety. And so my initial path and journey in life was, um, in 2012, I came up with on my pilot medical, my doc asked me, Brian, do you want your, uh, your flying wings or your drinking wings? And initially, of course, cause I was stuck in that, in the, in the thinking of drinking. And I was like, well, I kind of want both doc. Can I have both? He's like, no, Brian, you have to make a choice, make a decision, <laughs> decision to decide cut off from. And I'm like, okay, well, I get, I guess I'm getting what you're saying here. I need to, I, I would like my, my flying wings if I have to choose. And he goes, okay. And so I had to leave my car there in the parking lot and I went to rehab in, <laughs> in Florida. I was like, wow, with my tail between my legs and like I had to give up a lot to get back everything. And so that put me in a place to where I had to really dig deep and find some new tools to, to be able to keep my 
keep my pilot medical. And so their program there is the, the alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous. So I went into, you detox first, then you go out, come out, and then you do a 90 and 90, you do that, the, the AA program for anybody, it's a 12 step program. You can insert sex, drugs, drug, alcohol, alcohol, gambling, anything, any addiction you want to overcome. Cause it's, like, it's our stinking thinking. It's my stinking thinking. It was, it's a character building program. So I look and I got to go into some shadow work and things. And so uh, once I got myself back on track on course, and that's some of the principles, like that's why I love the Jack can't feel the, the Jack, these principles, because they're like on course, off course, using feedback to your advantage, like the, our whole program ready and fire, like it all works. And so I had my foundational principles there. I, I had to like my story, basically a setback is a setup for a comeback. So I had to get back into flying. So I got a, a job working at flight safety, teaching the airplanes because I used to always teach airplanes. The best way you know something is when you teach it to others, right? Yep. So I taught on the three-engine Falcon. I got a job flying or teaching on the three-engine Falcon 900 at flight safety. And then that led to, so I basically set goals. And you'll see in the program how I, how I did it. And like through ideals, vision, mission, goals, actions, what do I really want? This is the plane I wanted to fly. And I set that all up. And uh, lo and behold, the chief pilot came through training and asked me after a few times, I had to say no, because I had a contract at flight safety. He said, Brian, would you come check it out and see if you want to fly with us? So like another principle, when in doubt, check it out. I did. I went to the British Virgin Islands. I flew with them. They liked me. They loved me. And I got a chance to fly for Sir Richard Branson and fly his private plane around the, around the world, around the planet, fly him and his family. And so all my character traits that were in work in progress were good enough to be able to fly him, his family, and lots of other famous fancy peoples and not that that mattered. I already did that in the military flying logistics. So I, you know, they're, they're awesome human beings that I got to, got to fly and, and maintain my sobriety on a drinking Island with a boating problem down there. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, awesome. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it just, it better gets, it better gets. And I, that's why, how I got into the, into the, into these, uh, these success principles. Well, you you know, uh, Aaron mentioned in the intro that that the two of you are working on a half day workshop called the fun dementals of uh, (laughs) it's it's all capped in my outline, everyone. Uh, (laughs) The fundamentals of high flying success. So where did this come from? This is for both of you. Yeah, yeah. I'll jump in here first. Um, So as Brian talked about, he and I uh, met in that virtual skills boot camp, and it was a really cool experience. And um, I shared some of my story about that, I think, over time here on Two Regular Guys. But, you know, I finally just really took the time myself to go deep into it and say, okay, I'm learning all this stuff, but am I really using all of this stuff? And, you know, I looked at somebody like Brian, I'm like, wow, this guy really is putting this into action every day. And so I want to kind of hang out with somebody like that. And so we, we got through that. We all, we all graduated. And as Brian said, we got into a mastermind group together. Uh, there are three other amazing people in that mastermind group with us. Uh, you've got Lorraine and Addie and Deb and then Brian and I. And uh, we actually did a presentation back in December of 2021 called Mastering 2022 Using the Success Principles. And it was a 90-minute presentation that the five of us did together. In fact, uh, the recorded version is still out there if you haven't seen it. If you just head over to uh, successkeys.cc, I'll try to put the banner up for those that are watching live here in a second. But um, 
So it was just a really cool experience. And and we all get so passionate about sharing the principles. You guys know that Terry's like, yep, again, here we go again. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, no, but it, it's really fun. So this, I guess this program, this doing a half day workshop to go even deeper into what we felt like were the core principles. And so this kind of just seemed like the next natural fit for us. Uh, a couple of the other folks in our mastermind group, they're actually working on their next level of certification. And, and one of the requirements of that is to put together their own workshops. So we kind of felt like it was a nice synergy to do do all this together. And so, yeah, that, that's kind of, I guess, how it showed up for me. But Brian, what about for you? What uh, how, how did that show up for you? I know probably similar, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, like the fundamentals of success. I look like we the you know fun it, life should be fun right so like the like the principles like in the aim principles uh, be clear why you're here our passion statements like finding you know creating the life that we want being a deliberate creator rather than a creature i was kind of living as a creature at a point i kind of let my my life be on autopilot but then i had the choice to go create an awareness and then go hey I, life should be fun and then you know you it's like downloading from the matrix. You'd insert program. I want to fly a helicopter or insert Falcon 900. I go to school. I develop the skill set. Then we're so good at it. Then you can have fun in the cockpit. Then at certain times, you know, below 10,000, you're not allowed to talk for obvious reasons. So it's a very high traffic area and things, but we have rules and rules of engagement, the rules of the game. And so you can make it fun within the boundaries and rules that we create for ourselves. Right. Yep. So I, that's what these principles are. And then when the, if you always work the principles, the principles always work. Like, they're like all oh, this stuff works. It's so, it's so awesome. And then I, I flew with a chief pilot once and he said, I said, this should be more, this should be fun. And he goes, this should be enjoyable. Like with a stern face. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> not getting the message. Like how do we make this more fun together? It's, you know, communication styles and things. So it should be fun. It's just, you know, you practice the principles, work the principles and it works and then it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree. And uh, one of the things is we talked about fun being in all, all caps there. And as Brian said, it sh should be fun. So both Brian and I are working on books, separate books. And, and my book's called The Fundamentals of Business Success with that F-U-N in all caps, because yeah, I, I'm just, it's not that I'm, I, I, I love working hard. I, I enjoy kind of getting after it. And, and, you know, I have this competitive side of me. So and I also have this really motivated side of me, but at the same time, if it feels like a grind, you know, this whole hustle grind mentality that seems to be uh, out there pretty heavily in the world right now, I, boy, that's hard for me because if that's the way it's always going to be, then what is it exactly that we're doing? Right. I, I want to have guidelines and principles like Brian's talking about here. I want to have this um, guardrail set to keep me going in the right direction but I want to have some fun along the way, you know, so working hard, but then, you know, last night I took my son to a volleyball game and you, know, we were out past bedtime. Right. So it was okay, but we had a blast. And wait, who, who's bedtime? Both of ours. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was asleep before he was, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> so anyhow, um, that's what the, that's what the fun part is all about. And, and I think that uh, we're just really excited to kind of be putting this together right now. You, you know, uh, Brian, as, uh, as an observer of people, I, you know, I think when uh, people hear that, you, you know, you're, you're a pilot and you're at the pinnacle, you know, everything is perfect for you. And I, I was sitting across the aisle on a, on a flight and there were a couple of pilots right across the aisle from me, deadheading back to somewhere. And, and 
I was, uh, I overheard the conversation and one pilot said to the other, just once I'd like to hear him say nice landing. So <laughs> every, everybody's got their, their issues to deal with. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I immediately pulled out my little notebook and wrote that down. I'm using that sometime. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Hey, Terry, before we move forward, can we grab sure. a couple of the regulators uh, comments here real quick? So yeah. uh, Edward was just saying to Brian, uh, thank you for your service. Uh, he went the opposite direction at Navy submarine service. So, Below, uh, above ground and below ground there we've got that covered here awesome. <laughs> yeah and then uh dale uh <laughs> dale says setting goals allows you to focus on something that's outside of the ambient noise of life i wasn't chuckling about that i was chuckling about the next comment but i, I think that's a really <laughs> good good point dale that um yeah brian do you have any thoughts on that yeah it's an inside job like so when you, yeah i love that. that that reminds me of that you know it's an inside job and yeah. so we have to go inside to create that 5D world like that, you know, like where people places things on the outside aren't. So we yeah. get to create and then see it show up in the outside world. I love that. That's how I see that one. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Brian. All right. Well, the one I was chuckling at, Jerry said, good question, Terry, about bedtime. Whose bedtime that was? So, <laughs> <anyhow>. <laughs> All right. Well, we got that covered. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate you letting me jump in there. <laughs> yeah, very good. My my son-in-law uh, just recently left. Uh the, the Navy as well as uh, he was a naval officer on uh, on the USS Alabama submarine. So lots lots of Navy here today. <laughs> yeah, go Navy! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, our audience. Uh, Brian is mostly garment and, and product decorators. So, uh, question to both of you. I'll start with you, Brian. Uh, why might a garment or a product decorator care about this for their business? I believe these principles are, they're, well, they're universal. I'm using them as a pilot. Like, and then I look back on how have I used them as a pilot and like the, the, it's like already principles. They're like taking hundred percent responsibility of no blaming, complaining, excuse making. How do I create, promote, or allow everything that happens to me? You know, justifying, defending, blaming. It gets me to the, like the, the just juxt or the, of the situation, like in the cockpit, we don't have time to like talk and share we have to create checklists and things standard operating procedures so there's no ambiguity no questions so we're not trying to think too much unless we have a problem then we have a procedure for that and if we don't then we go try to build one to make sure we cut out anything so it's we know what to expect my brain's a meaning machine expectation machine association machine so I, this applies like if i'm working on the inside stuff like and that started for me it started with the 12-step program which is just a character building program then I can communicate better with other people. And so like taking hundred percent responsibility, I'm the E plus R equals O equation will over is like event plus response. My power's in my response to people. And so I get more responsive than reactive. And I think before I do something. And so these, like all those socials that are called soft skills, I just went to a leadership conference for aviation. The first one return to service in Dallas, Fort Worth. And the big message was learning to go from a manager to a leader. And a leader is someone who inspires and empowers others. And they call them like, instead of woo woo soft skills, they're essential skills. If I can communicate better then everything, all, all my relationships are, you know, work. And yeah. so being a, a more effective leader, and these are awesome leadership skills. Yeah. So I, yeah. They totally apply. If I work in these principles and all my daily affairs. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And and I like what Brian was saying about you know in the cockpit with the decision making stuff. Our world is fast paced, right? Where things are changing dramatically all the time. You can get shirts, you can't get shirts. You you know all of these things are changing, and and having this mechanism to quickly make decisions to to feel confident in the decisions that you're making uh all these things are 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 really terribly important to to anyone um you know i just am excited about the fact that i know that it applies very closely to what we do in the garment decorating and product decorating world too you know so um having this roadmap i think is is so key and again like brian was talking about it might seem like this kind of woo-woo concept but when you actually start getting these things into practice and you just start doing them and making them part of who you are, part of your character, like Brian talked about there, you know, it, 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 everything's going to fall into place so much better, you know, because if you don't have this framework, I truly believe this, it doesn't really matter how good of a screen printer you are, how, how many of Terry's classes you've gone to, and he's taught you everything he knows, right? The other part that Terry brings to the table is the fact that, you know, you, he teaches you how to be a business owner. And that's what this is really all about. How, you know, even if you're a great digitizer or any of that stuff, if you don't have this roadmap, this, this clear path, um, you know, success just has been proven to follow this formula over time. Uh, you know, what we're talking about in the success principles, you go all the way back to uh, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, probably beyond that. And, uh, you know, these concepts are, are tried and true throughout the course of, of really recorded history, as far as you can tell. And, uh, you know, so why would you not want to make stuff like this part of your business life so you can get there faster? So, um, yeah, that, that's the reason why for me, Terry, today was really important. Awesome. So, so what are the fundamentals of high flying success? Brian, I'll ask you. So it was pretty neat. Like Aaron and I, we came up with like the ready aim fire like concept to kind of chunk things down. One of the principles and the 67 principles we have to choose, choose from and work with is 15 core ones. And in the half day workshop that, uh, ready, aim, fire and ready fire. Sometimes people fire, but we're going to do the ready, aim, fire to build instead of firing. And then, you know, okay. Cause we, you know, it's nicer to aim, build it and then fire and take action. And so, so Brian's talking about me, the ready, fire, aim, but that's, you know, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that at all. I totally was. <laughs> Sorry, right, I think, so, uh, Aaron, you and I've known each other too long. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Is that a thing too long? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, when, like Brian said, when, when you look at what kind of the core principles are, um, you know, we, we spent a lot of time working on this together because it just felt like, gosh, there's, there's gotta be something in here. And, and as Brian said, when you, when you chunk things down, they're easier, you know, when you're looking at 67 concepts and you know, it's not a, not a small book, you know, I mean, it's a pretty thick book, right? So um, how, how do you actually put that into use every day? And so, yeah, we, we really, this kind of showed up, uh, we were kind of talking about things and Brian said, yeah, so like ready, aim, fire. And I was like, oh my gosh, we hit the mother load there. That's kind of perfectly because it really is three sections. We, we got to get ready for success. We got to aim towards the success that we want. Then we got to fire. We got to take action. So um, that, that's kind of what they are. And we, we can get more into those as we go through this here, Terry. All right. Well, so let's talk a little bit about that then. Let's talk about uh, what being ready for success is. Brian, I'll start with you. For me, ready for success. So, like, so the, the principles and the ready, when we chunked it down, the ready group, like taking 100% responsibility, 
and that's no blaming, complaining, excuse making, kind of reforming my, my brain for like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm learning, like if I just take a, a 5% more responsibility and say we have seven goal areas of like personal goals, health goals, career, business, finance goals, um, my spiritual goals, emotional fitness goals, my contribution and legacy. Like if I took just 1% responsibility, I might, I start learning about myself. Like, wow, I have a, a I start complaining when I, when I, when someone, when I want to do something, like I have a, I have a, I have a thought pattern that stops me from achieving all the awesome things other people are seemingly do it like so easily. So like that taking hundred percent responsibility and then cleaning up messes and incompletes in my life. So like, kind of like when you start a new work project, well, you might like keep all the stuff all over your desk and things, but you can't find all the tools. It takes a longer process. So like clean off my desk, clean up my messes and incompletes in my life. I have more poker chips. I have more space in my brain. It feels like, ah, brand new project, brand new thing. And so say some of the other ones like dropping out of the anal awful club too. So I have to put myself in the right environment, right? That's a nurturing, growing environment. So it's getting ready for setting up, okay, now what do I want? That's the, the you know, like the next part. So it's kind of like uh, cleaning up, clearing out space and room to grow before yeah. we retool. Yeah. 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 Brian, I, I love that. And I love that you mentioned the poker chip thing too, because if you think about that, if anybody here plays poker, when you've got a big stack of chips in front of you, when you've got that, you know, I, you're more confident, right? You, you take a little bit more risk. You, you push other people a little bit harder. You, you do all that stuff. So that's, that's really what we're trying to do here is we're just trying to give ourselves the biggest stack of poker chips to start with. So we can, so we can get started, you know, and, and as Brian talked about, a big part of that is that focus on taking hundred percent responsibility. Um, I'm, I'm sure this happens in other industries and in other areas. I'm, and even just talking to Brian, I know that there's some of this that goes on in the aviation world, but you know, since I live and breathe the, the garment decorator, I'm lucky to be able to do that every day. Um, you look around, right? You look around at like the Facebook groups, for example, and you see a lot of complaining and a lot of commiserating and a lot of, you know, it almost seems like a, a competition, so to speak of, okay, well, I can't find this. Oh yeah. Well, I can't find this and this. And the next person, I'll up like, you. <laughs> and keep, keep, yeah. It's like, who has it worse? Right. And, and <laughs> where does that get us? Who has it worse? I mean, really at the end of that, to me, the feeling is, oh my God, the sky is falling. The world's about to end. Let's just all give up. Right. Is kind of the feeling I get at the end of that. But what, what if you actually instead, you know, like Brian talked about, dropped out of that ain't it awful club, f found people that were interested in finding solutions and surrounded yourself with them. And, you know, people have had the best years they ever had in their business in the middle of the pandemic. In fact, we know people yeah. that that's been oh, the absolutely. case. absolutely. And, absolutely. you know, do you think they spent their time complaining and, and worrying about this or that and wringing their hands and all that other stuff? No, they went out there and they figured out, okay, what can I do to be better? What can I do to get better today? And, you know, they started earning the trust of their customers by showing up. And, and so that's keeping their agreements. And then they also started building that self-trust by what Brian was talking about with cleaning up their messes and having that space where they felt good and they were ready to, to, to tackle the day, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I love the, the ready section for sure. And, and I think honestly, um, Brian, don't tell any of our rest of our Canfield friends here, but I think that if people just really focused on that, that they would <laughs> get, kind of could probably check a lot of boxes, but we're going to yeah. add on even more than that. So how about that? <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, Aaron, when you said that about uh, during COVID, I, I, I'm thinking back to our, our buddy, uh, Lon Winters at um, 
at uh, Graphic Elephants and, uh-huh. and how every week, every week, because, you know, things were looking bad and every week he would meet with his staff and here's, here's, here's how we're going to accomplish it this week and taking yep. it a week at a time. And, and obviously uh, came out uh, successful on the other, other end, because uh, I, I certainly see Lon at, at all the uh, industry events. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, he even shared with us in some of those uh, opportunities we had to get together, the, the cocktail parties that we'd have on Zoom there that, you know, yeah, while it was tough, they, they were still figuring it out, you know, and that after they got through the, the kind of rough parts that it, you know, started happening. But, you know, Lon's one of those guys that has built a lot of trust and, and you know, is, is willing to, you know, put it out there, clean up the messes and complete, take responsibility for his business. And, and so that's what we're trying to, to share with exactly. people. How do you do that? I think we all know that business owner or manager or that that person that you talk to out there that you know when you're having a conversation with them that their response is going to be why it wasn't their fault or, or whose fault it was and it's never them. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but but let's uh, let's uh, talk a little bit more about uh, the second part and what specifically does it mean to aim for success? And Brian, we'll start with you again. For me, that so that ready, we get ready and now aim. Now we're kind of like creating our flight plan, right? So we know we're kind of, we're creating that flight plan and it's of like, okay, like I think of it as ideally I would like, so my ideals, my vision, mission goals, and then actions, like the, the last part, the end of the fire part, but creating my, I wrote down the, for myself, my notes of like, we create like with being clear why you're here, the aim principles of my passions, my joy. So like, if I found could like, I may like golfing, I love golfing and I get really good at golfing. Then like, I don't know that I would change my careers and become a professional golfer at this point, but it's one passion and joy that if I set some goals and things, well, I could, I will go down a road of attaining something like, and same thing, like with my passion for flying. Um, so I, I come up with my passions and my joys being clear why I'm here. And we start building the flight plan, the flight plan to get to our destination. And then, but then, you know, later we'll take fire, take action and actually get in the plane and go execute it. And so this is like building that, the plan of using that, that creating our vision for ourselves, deciding what we want. Um, and then we use the goal setting model and do lots of facilitations on the goal setting and then affirmations to help make that, make our brain believe that we can achieve this because all of the, like later, um, Aaron's going to talk about like all the fears and considerations of roadblocks and people. That's why putting, getting ready, putting people, putting things in place. So you have that nurturing environment. So because my ants and my brain, my automatic negative thoughts are going to show up and they're going to say, you can't do that. You don't have the resources, you don't have the money. So it's creating the flight plan and the, all the things that are the environment of like, stay the course, stay in the day, just one day at a time, start doing like little tips and tricks that we have that will help us stay on course and we will achieve it. And so it's that, it's just the flight plan. It's the, it's creating that, what do we want? And yeah. Yeah. Brian, I know you shared a little bit about how you kind of got back into aviation and and got to fly for uh, Sir Richard Branson there, but would you maybe share a little bit more of, of that story? Because that, that whole, how you use goal setting, I think is also really telling of, of what this is all about. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah, like it, it made me think of earlier when we were talking about like getting ready. Like there was a there was a kink in the cogs and like a, a broken part of the machine was 
yeah, my drinking habit wasn't working <laughs> for the machine, right? So I had to take 100% responsibility and fix that and you know, put something in a place, retool a new procedure, a new practice, a new spiritual practice that got me back on course. Okay, ah, once I get rid of that, then like, uh, then I can start more and more of me start showing up, which is amazing. And get relinquishing that habit was, has been amazing. And then finding new ways to like have fun in life has been awesome. So that like, so the whole, like, once I put that aside and I started to retool, like using smart goals, being specific, what do I want? What kind of flying new flying job do I want? The last flying job had all night flying a twin engine jet the early, first version of the Falcon three engine Falcon that I flew, we we're going night flying for an owner. I was on the backside of the clock, tired, like, you know, we used alcohol as a poor vehicle to like kind of get through. And it was always tired, sleepy. And then, so I said, I don't want to do that anymore. And so I sat down and wrote up, what do I want? And I put down all the things that I wanted and we used a smart goal format. And then I said, okay, how do I do that? Well, I have to go back and retool, go to school. So I went to flight safe. I found the job. And so you kind of release it to the universe and that stuff does really work and it shows up and uh, flight safety, bam, right there. needed a Falcon 900 pilot here in Teterboro, New Jersey, where I live. And I applied and I got in and I taught on the plane, got that skill set, And then I just take one step at a time, one day at a time. And the chief pilot shows up, asked me to go check it out. I did. And it all fell into place and, yeah. you know, it, it, it works if you work, it really does work. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Terry, we've got a couple of quick comments from Ramona here that I wanted to share sure. if that's all right. Sure. Okay. She said, uh, yeah, aiming would include reversing the negative failure thoughts. Brian mentioned those as ants, the uh, describe ants one more time. Automatic negative thoughts. I think Dr. Amon, Amon, he's a uh, doctor like. He, he talks about, yeah, my automatic net, the ants running around in my head, automatic negative thoughts show up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then she says, instead uh, of I'm not sure, or I can't use, I can, and I will. And, and yeah, that's, that's actually one of the exercises that we'll do in the workshop is uh, yeah, yeah. I, I can, I will. And, and so that's a good one for sure. And then Ramon also says uh, what you think about you bring about, right? So it's that, that law of attraction for sure. And then Jerry's got a quick question for you. Brian here, if, if you don't mind, um, she sure. says, curious, Brian, how you went about finding new joys in your life, uh, after sobriety. Uh, like, so like once, yeah, like it, it's awesome. So we, yeah. So I had to find a new peer group. And so the fellowship, you know, 90 and you do 90 day, meetings, 90 days. Sometimes you do two meetings, three meetings a day. Cause I got to re rewire my brain. And so I have to surround myself with successful people who are the successful people. They're the people not drinking. Well, where are they? They're in those meetings and that's what's recommended. And so that's where I'm going to go. And then from those people, I started branching out and finding other cool people doing lots of other cool things. And even people not in the a alcoholics anonymous, because it's a huge stigma attached to that. Right. I went in there kicking and screaming, but I had my pilot medical holding over my head. So <laughs> until, you know, you get through that and then I go, Oh, well, where can I go find some people doing some cool stuff? And they maybe can still be drinkers. And, you know, there's people that are the normies, we call them the normies who can have drink responsibly have one or two or, or abuse it once in a while. I mean, just, you know, it doesn't mean they're alcoholics. It's just they're, I did it way too much <laughs> to, so that it hurt me and I, it, my life was unmanageable. So there's like, I just, you start figuring out the passion test is one of the, the like decide what we want, be clear why you're here. We do it. There's a passion test we could do. And you start figuring out the joys. Like for me, I love golfing. So I go where golfers are. And then I just, just, you know, there's drinking there. There's drinking everywhere. So, but I just 
don't worry about that. And I just show up as my true authentic self. I'm more comfortable in my own skin. So I love golfing. I love writing now. I write writing my own book about my life experience. And so I put myself where there's lots of other people. I do yoga, I do the gym and all that health and fitness focus helps me find the people, places, things that are, that are good. And then I get better at doing all kinds of stuff. So it, the better it gets, the better it gets. Yeah. I love it. Thanks, Brian. Good. Yeah. Awesome, Aaron. Do you have uh, comments about uh, the meaning of aim for success? No, I think I think we've covered that pretty pretty well. Okay. I think uh, um, Brian did a, a fantastic job there, and and I, and I love this last story, right? Because I'm a I'm a normie, right? <laughs> Terry and I had drinks this last weekend together in Kansas City, you know, and but I don't feel any pressure. I don't feel like I I, I can't drink, and right, it, it's you you get to pick what works for you, and and so that that's that's what this is all about it's not saying you, you got to do this you should be this right you know, we're holier than thou it's 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 all about here's a structure that we use in our lives we want to share it with you guys because we believe you know for me personally i believe that this is like just a business structure that we all need to be thinking about i, I can now I, I believe our whole lives are kind of all part of that as a small business owner you, it's you're not a i'm in business I'm a family person. I'm a, it's just all part of the whole, but at the same time, I think all these principles really fall in the line for business owners. We can run our businesses off of these principles too. So, um, I guess I said, I didn't have anything to say about aim, but there we go. I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's, let's go to point number three then, which was, uh, fire. What are the strategies that, uh, that this includes Aaron? Let's start with you. Yeah. So, fire, uh, we've kind of alluded to it already, but uh, it really is just about taking action. We have to take action. And you guys have probably heard me say this before, and I'll continue to say it forever and ever, is that no matter how much you learn, no matter what you know, or what kind of resources you have around you, you know, all none of that stuff, right? We can go listen to two regular guys, 10 seasons of podcasts and learn a ton of stuff. Uh, we can read Brian's book when it comes out, learn a ton of stuff, all that stuff. But none of it matters at all until we start taking action, until we start implementing those things in our lives, until we start moving forward. You know, and um, Brian will correct me if I'm wrong here because I know about as much about aviation as Brian has told me. But you know, until you start moving forward, you can't create any whiff, any lift under your wings, right? That's that's the principle. <laughs> okay, so um, we we kind of need to start addressing what's holding us back from action. You know, we uh, fear came up earlier. We talked about that or those negative uh, responses. You know, fear is really just negative goal setting. You're imagining the worst possible outcome, and so you're you're setting yourself up to have those things happen to you. So we need to kind of make those corrections and understand what fear is, how we can use it, because I don't believe that fear is a bad thing. I think fear is a, a fantastic tool to use as a warning sign. Most people use fear as a stop sign. We need to use fear as like a yield sign, a warning sign to say, okay, let's just think about this a little bit more, make sure that we really understand what we're walking into. My gut's telling me that something's here. Um, Okay. Yep. Assessed. Thank you, Mr. Negative Nancy on this shoulder over here. You know, appreciate you saying that, that, but we're good. Let's move forward. Right. And so we need to kind of start doing that. And then we need to start, um, once we are taking action, then we need to start listening for that feedback. Um, and most of the time, most of us think that, you know, feedback is somebody's going to say, Aaron, you're doing a bad job or, you know, positive feedback, Aaron, you're doing a good job. 
but that's that's like very small bits of feedback you know feedback comes in in many shapes and forms you you put something out there and nobody shows up well that's feedback that you've got to change something you know you put something out there and it does well that's feedback that you got to figure out what worked and amplify that so we're going to look at uh, at listening to feedback um we're going to talk about uh, masterminding in fact uh, actually something i'm going to talk about a little bit more tomorrow too on my small business saturday episode that you can check out over at liveosg.com and uh, you know just all those things so when you talk about masterminding it's basically just two or more brains working together to create more than the sum of its parts and uh, you know I, I believe everybody should have some sort of a, a mastermind program the brian and i met and really started doing this stuff together in our mastermind program and i truly believe that the five of us together have already created way more than we could have on our own so all of those things are part of the action side for me but uh Brian, did I miss anything? No, that was awesome. I love when you <laughs> talk about moving yes. forward and lift on the airplane. Like, because I always associate, you know, I we think in pictures and visual, auditory, kinesthetic learning, and that, like in the one release the brakes uh, principle, I remembered that because I, in the cockpit, we have this parking brake. And so you, you set it when you're uh, sometimes on the hold short or in, in position for takeoff, and then you release the brakes. And you add power and go. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, you've ever tried driving with your uh, your car in in the with the emergency brake on, right? Release. <laughs> you don't just push that. on the gas harder, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I I am going to be on a flight uh, later today. I will be in the exit row, so I think I'll be able to handle that door if need be. But beyond that, I'm I, <laughs> <I don't care. laughs> Aaron. No. Um, Here's a question that, that you normally ask every single week, but I'm going to ask uh, it myself today. Where can people <laughs> learn more? Yeah. Well, uh, thanks, Terry. The, the, the fundamentals uh, for high-flying success is what we're calling it. It's kind of uh, your guide to be ready for success, aim towards your life purpose, and take positive actions daily. Um, Brian and I are still in the process of working on it. You know, it's all, we're getting all the parts and pieces together, but we really want this to be something that's super valuable for people. So, we didn't want to rush it. Um, we were we were thinking about that. We were gonna try to go quick, but then, you know, everything happens, and that's the way the world goes. So, uh, but we're still putting it all together. Uh, it is going to be limited. We're going to keep it. Uh, we want to keep it really um, have an opportunity. It's it's not about this, right? We're not just there to kind of lecture and share. There's going to be exercises. There are going to be activities that you're going to be taking action, right? And um, all you're going to get this stuff start making it a habit in your life. And, and so we've got a lot of that, that we can do a lot of stuff that we've learned from success principles, a lot of stuff that Brian and I have uh, been able to do together. So, um, very limited. So if you want to get information about it, uh, you go to this website, which is highflyingsuccess.com. Actually, Brian's got it up above his shoulder there, um, on his, his screen. <laughs> He's like, do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if you'll put your information in there, some of you may have already gotten this over time, but we've got a free affirmations guide that you'll, you'll get as part of registering for that. And then as soon as we have more details, uh, we will send that out to people. We'll email everybody the, the details on that, that, that sign up for that. Um, yeah. So there you go. That's, that's how you find it. That's how people can learn more. All right. Well, Brian, thanks so much for coming on and joining, uh, well, and joining airing and being interviewed. And uh, <laughs> it's been great talking to you. I enjoyed your your story very, very much. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Dale has a quick comment for us here, Terry. 
based on your flight this afternoon. Just remember the flight is not over until you successfully land. Is it, Brian, you can confirm that, yes? <laughs> yes, and sometimes, so like even like I'm I'm not an airline guy, I've been corporate. I was airline guy different times, but like sometimes you get judged by your landing, right? <laughs> it was, I'm sure. <laughs> if you hit the three wire, like from the aircraft carrier, it's going to be a hard, you know, hard landing, but people may be like, oh, it was the worst flight ever because that landing was whole. He judge you by your landing. But. <laughs> I, I just took you 3,000 miles, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad actually just came back from Phoenix yesterday and uh, I asked him, dumb, dumb question. I should never ask my dad this because I, I open it up. I leave it open-ended, but I said, oh, so how was your flight? Oh, it was terrible. He, he, he's not a fan of flying. He said, it was bumpy and the landing was hard. I'm like, okay, but you're here safe. And, you know, they, they had some commotion at the front end of it. And uh, yet they still landed on time. Like they were, they were right on time and all this other stuff. So none of that stuff showed up. It was, oh, it was bumpy. Oh, how, how can the, you, you can't really control that too much. I mean, you can kind of make it as smooth as possible, but <laughs> bumpy is going to happen, right? And then in flight training, you have to keep like, once you land, then you got to keep flying the airplane. Some guys in initial flight training would, would like, all right, we're done. Once you put the nose down and the spoilers come up and keep the airplane on the ground, but now you have to still work in the pedals, then work, you know, then work in the brakes and then you have to taxi off and it's not over now. Now that, you know, you've probably seen every once in a while, every once in a while, there'll be like a stray bag going down the, you're like, where look, Oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you've seen stray bags down the runway. Yeah, Only yeah. on YouTube. Not <laughs> okay so brian real quick i know we're getting closer to the end here Sorry. but what give, give us one what's the craziest thing you've seen in your flying world i have oh, never right. asked you this and i just want to craziest thing i've seen in my flying world well you, every once in a while you'll see a balloon or like a kid's balloon like a you know a red balloon flying you know, like <laughs> wow. really? i guess that I don't makes think, sense i guess <laughs> yeah it does make sense but i i i guess i've always sat in the back so you look out but, the side uh, occasionally but you're not focus like you are on everything that's going on around you <laughs> but not 99 loop balloons right <laughs> uh, all right well again yeah thanks brian appreciate you being here terry great job uh brian we're gonna put you back in the lobby but uh, we appreciate you showing up and and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys again soon and hopefully you guys get to meet and learn more about brian when you uh, join us in that workshop thank you terry thank you aaron pleasure thanks, to be here sir. thank you everyone Cool. All right, Aaron. That was, that was awesome. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I, as you guys can tell, I get uh, pretty, pretty stoked to <laughs> be able to share that stuff. And somebody like Brian, who, uh, you know, I, I've, I think one of my greatest uh, skills in life is I surround myself with people that uh, are better than me. So, you know, I did a podcast with Terry, got Eric on board. <laughs> You know, I got Brian hanging out with Brian now. So yeah, this is a very cool, exciting stuff for me. So fantastic. You're very, very kind. And hey, you have more to add though, don't you? Do you have your finger I, on the button? You I, have five I, things to share today. I do have five things to share today. So let me uh, push some buttons and see how we do here. All right, here we go. All right, I'm not going to figure out how to get me solo right now, but we'll just do this. Five things to do when you are feeling overwhelmed. Number one, you need to switch it up. Go to a different room, step outside, whatever you got to do to kind of shake things up. It, you, when you're feeling overwhelmed, you just got to gotta move. Um, our brain works in rooms, so just leave the room. Number two, find at least one thing, anything. doesn't matter. It can be the smallest, tiniest thing. Just one thing that you're grateful for. 
just you'd be shocked what that's going to do for you. So just try it. Try it out. Right. Number three, ask for help from a trusted source, your best friend, your family, your whoever it is for you. Ask them for help. Just say, here's where I'm stuck. I need help. Getting that advice is going to start your brain going in the right direction. Number four, ask yourself this one question. What is the one extremely simple, most slight, easiest thing that I can do right now? Right. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm stuck. What can I do right now, this very moment to move forward? And then number five is we have to take action. We talked about fire earlier today. We have to take action. When we take action, we build momentum and that momentum will help us overcome anything that we're feeling overwhelmed with. So just don't stop taking action. All right. So there's my five things, Terry. Awesome. Those are, those are great five things. And hey, uh, all of our regulators out there, we are always looking for five things. And, and if you just want to jot them down or film yourself or come on the show live and give your five things, we would love to have you participating in the show. And Aaron, uh, what do you have coming up? Yeah. So uh, in, in uh, just a little over 30 minutes here, 33 minutes right now, uh, I'm going to be doing the half. It'll be, so it's kind of the quarter, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to put, put it out there. If anybody wants to show up, um, I'll have a link over there that they can jump on and, and anybody can join me on the half and they can be on the camera side if they want. But if not, I'll just answer questions uh, for people for 30 minutes. And uh, so that's happening over at liveosg.com or you can find it over at facebook.com forward slash our success group pro. So just look for the our success group page on Facebook. Um, or you can also search for Eric Campbell, E-R-I-C-H Campbell. And uh, he, you can find him on YouTube or Facebook too. And it will be in those locations. Um, we just got back from Kansas City. And so that was an awesome show. Uh, so, uh, so we got a little ways off because there's no Minnesota show this year. So we've got a month reprieve there. Um, but we'll be back at the Dax Chicago land show, April 22nd and 23rd. Um, I'll do the same two seminars again. We'll talk more about that as we get a little bit closer. And then, um, the other thing that I've got coming up is I'm going to be heading out to Chattanooga, Tennessee for the everything embroidery market. And that's happening on Friday, April 29th and Saturday, April 30th. And uh, between my wife and I, we will be presenting five different uh, seminars out there from everything from pricing strategies to um, my wife and I will be doing together business owner mindset. And uh, Kylene's going to be talking about work-life balance and is it myth, dream, or possibility? Um, spoiler alert, it is possibility, but that <laughs> I promise I'm not giving away the whole presentation. Um, and then uh, talking about being customer centric and the business planning skills that you need to, to build, build a good foundation for your business. So that's, that's what I've got coming up, Terry. What about you? Well, I have a class this weekend. I'm leaving here in about four hours for the airport. I'm going to be doing my complete screen printing business class. Uh, at Atlas Screen Supply, it is sold out uh, as as normal in Chicago. Uh, they, yeah, absolutely. My next class here in Phoenix at Workhorse Products will be May 21st and 22nd. Uh, I may have some new locations and dates coming up soon. And all cool. my uh, upcoming classes are on my website, terrycombs.com. March 24th, Aaron, I'm going to be doing everything you hear about DTG printing on the internet is wrong. I'll be at Atlantic City at Impressions Expo. Uh, the next day there at, at Atlantic City, I'll be doing screen printing specialty inks. 
And as I said, uh, you can find all my upcoming events uh, at terrycombs.com. And Eric, let me just say real quick, no take up today, I believe, Aaron, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he he mentioned uh, on his Facebook post that uh, he's got some great content that he'll he'll have ready, but uh, just, yeah, he needs to rest. So uh, g- give him a break there and, and uh, he will be back with the take up next week um, and, and all sorts of great stuff for you there. So um, yeah, stay he, tuned he has, in. Uh, two, Don't go away. <laughs> I, was, I was just gonna say he has two classes coming up in Chicagoland yep. at the Dax Show: uh, digitizing uh, your first design, finding your foundations, and design edition, editing and alterations. Uh, that will be at DaxShow.com for more information. Yep, absolutely. Uh, real quick, Terry, just let me share a couple of shows coming up here, so people are, are familiar. Uh, March 10th through the 12th, the Graphics Pro Expo happening in Irving, Texas is going on. Uh, you just mentioned Impressions Expo in Atlantic City. That's March 25th through 26th. Uh, Graphics Pro Expo in Denver, Colorado happening April 14th through the 15th. And then we've got the DAX Chicagoland show. It's in Tinley Park, just outside of Chicago, uh, April 22nd through the 23rd. I uh, mentioned everything in Broadway Market in Chattanooga, Tennessee, April 28th through the 30th. And then uh, uh, two, two more here. Graphics Pro Expo in Indianapolis happening June 2nd through the 4th. Um, and then not a not a show to go to, but to, you should certainly come check it out. The Skills USA National Competition happening in Atlanta, Georgia, June 20th through the 24th. So uh, if you're happen to be in the Atlanta area, it's totally worth checking out. Free to free to come in and see the the breadth of this skills competition. You know, there'll be our sublimation group there. There'll be screen printing and some stuff like that. But uh, you're also going to see all these kids competing in things like HVAC and construction and automotive repair and hair and nails and cooking. And I mean, it, there's 173 competitions, I believe. So it's really cool to see. Um, Fantastic. All right, sir. Well, Terry, we've come to the close of another th- show. Thanks very much to Brian for his time and joining us today and and uh, working with me on this uh, upcoming program, the, the Fundamentals of High-Flying Success. So if you want to check that out, again, go to highflyingsuccess.com and uh, you can put your information in there to be notified once we have more details available for you on that workshop. And um, yeah, so I think that's it for today. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to thank, even though Eric's not here today, Eric uh, Campbell's normally here keeping the wheels on the podcast bus turning every week. And uh, Eric, we hope that you feel better soon. Yep, absolutely. Eric, get better. And uh, thanks for all that you do for us. Uh, Terry, next week, we're going to have Hope Dale and Christina Schulman, and they're going to be joining us. They're the two folks that uh, put on everything embroidery market. So uh, we're going to actually talk about what's going on in, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. They uh, It's a show that's been going on for a little bit, but uh, Christina and Hope have recently taken it over. So uh, we, we want to learn all about what everything embroidery market's all about. I hadn't really heard of it until uh till hearing from them. So uh, I want to make sure we, we tell people about that, but they're also really, really cool people. I had an opportunity to actually be on their podcast. And uh, so um, not only are they going to share about everything in border market, but they'll be bringing the golden nuggets that we always expect from our guests here on two regular guys. So Absolutely. there we go. All right. Until then I'm Terry Combs. He's Aaron Montgomery. And we are the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out! (laughs) Awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. 
You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash two regular guys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash two regular guys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, two regular guys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.